The following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to advance the Lordship of Christ, please visit www.ezrainstitute.ca. How do you think you are talking to me like that? I resent the fact that your implication that only you are a Canadian. The culture war is back, 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 back. All right, the culture war is on. Uh, every Tuesday at this time after 9 o'clock, we get our culture warriors together and discuss certain policy initiatives or, uh, well, it's just uh, things that shape our our culture, our contemporary culture, for better or worse, and that's the debate. Scott Masson is the associate pastor at the Westminster Chapel in Toronto, and he's back with us. Scott, good to have you back. Good to be back. And Justin Trottier is the executive director of the Center for Inquiry here in Ontario. Justin, good to have you back likewise. Oh, thank you so much. Good morning. I, I wanted to start with something that just concluded uh, late last week. The Ontario Ministry of Education's Equity Strategy Conference was held at the Sheridan Centre. And uh, not everybody was impressed with the idea that uh, the Ontario Human Rights Commission would be insinuating itself into the uh, education strategy here in the province of Ontario. In fact, uh, some church groups have flagged it, saying that, you know, this might lead to uh, the indoctrination of children against their parents' wishes. And as a matter of conscience, you know, they wouldn't want their kids subjected to all kinds of... uh, let's say, uh, subject matter on the curriculum that deals with these so-called uh, equity initiatives. Now, is there a danger or a risk that the Ontario Human Rights Commission, and a lot of times people have even, you know, uh, quibbled over the necessity for such commissions, uh, do you see this as a concern, Scott? I see it as a serious concern, given the Human Rights Commission's uh, track record of uh, uh, selectively deciding what is a human rights uh, complaint what is legitimate and what is not and and clearly uh, ruling against the interests of traditional or conservative groups. So the fact that they are being invited to craft a policy on equity uh, would suggest to many that uh, this is not a an unbiased uh, notion of human rights and, and quite frankly for unelected uh, bodies to be now insinuating themselves in policy creation seems to me to be a clear overstepping of all due boundaries here. I, I find it very disturbing. Justin Trotchy? Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily share your issue with the conservative or liberal slant of the Human Rights Commissions, but I do maybe share your concern with their jurisdictional authority. And I think it's odd that a Human Rights Commission, which is composed of this weird hybrid of activist, uh, jurist almost, is being empowered by the Ontario government to act in an advisory capacity. These are bureaucrats who themselves have, as far as I understand, been appointed by the government, and now they're coming in as some sort of arm's length body to advise the government. The government's then going to look at that and say, well, these are individuals who we have no connection with. Their ideas are neutral, which I agree with you, they're not. They're ideologically uh, clouded. And then they're going to be sort of imposed on on the government equity policies. I think that's kind of odd the way it's being done. Mm. Well, all right. Uh, Phil Lees, the leader of the Family Coalition Party of Ontario, says, I fear the future is clear if the Ontario Human Rights Commission is given control over the thoughts of our children. The next target will be private schools and parents who homeschool, and the Ontario Human Rights Commission will quickly move to require private schools and parents who homeschool to teach their children curriculum that contradicts the values they work to instill in their kids at home. Do you think that that's the slippery slope we could be on here? Well, that I'm not so concerned about. Let me just clarify. My concern is is the systematic nature of the Human Rights Commissions. It's the way in which they're created and the way in which they're, they can enforce uh, these these ideas of, of what is a human uh, human right, but I'm I'm not concerned with the idea that there aren't 
I, that there isn't a consensus in terms of what we should be teaching Canadian pupils, Ontario pupils, about uh, values and respect and tolerance and diversity. I, I do think that public schools, uh, taxpayer-funded public schools in particular, do have... Uh, do need to actually instill a consensus sort of uh, Canadian identity upon uh, Canadian students. All right. Well, they they cite denominational rights, and uh, in fact, you know, the Catholic Church is uh, also. Uh, it's suggested here their teaching authority could be undermined or threatened by the intervention of the Ontario Human Rights Commission. Scott, do you see this as plausible? I see it as entirely plausible. I see this as the direction that uh, public policy is going, and uh, it's. Uh, I, I think the Human Rights Commission's. Uh, clearly need their wings to be clipped, if not to be abolished. I, I see no particular uh, need for a human rights commission, particularly one that hasn't actually uh, pr- put forward what a human being is. I mean, how can you defend human rights when you haven't defined uh, what, what precisely it is that you are protecting or, or uh, speaking out on behalf of? Well, uh, I don't have to disagree with you. I mean, I think that there are real issues of abuse and of... Uh, uh, bigotry, which is happening in public schools. Uh, I mean, you spoke on the show recently about the, the gay-straight alliance clubs being banned uh, at, at a couple of Catholic school districts. I mean, there's an issue here where there needs to be a tough equity policy implemented consistently across taxpayer-funded, which includes Catholic public schools, and I don't understand why there should be exceptions given. Well, it's uh, not an exception. The ca- a Catholic view on what constitutes moral and immoral is surely up to the tax-paying Catholics to decide what that is. And unfortunately, and, it's all taxpayers who fund the Catholic school system, not just Catholics. Well, no, but the t- Catholics pay into that same system, so should their, should their money not be able to be uh, going towards the very moral values that their families be- and they believe that has been presented not just by themselves or created out of a vacuum according to some specious concept of human rights, but according to the Word of God. That is uh, my understanding of what the Catholic position is on this. Well, I think you're misunderstanding the funding formula. Maybe this is a side issue here, but I think it's worth clarifying. Actually, it's one big pot of money that all taxpayers pay into. That sum of money then gets divided in a, on a per-pupil basis in terms of how many students attend a given Catholic public school or a given secular public school. So, in fact, it's just one sum of money that we're all paying into. And if we're doing that, then I, I hearken back to my earlier point. There needs to be a set of consensus values that all Canadians, Catholic, atheists, you know, Muslim, what have you, well, you can all of, agree you on. And I think all, all students deserve an equal kind of educational system. I agree, in which case uh, you speak of a consensus. Clearly, the Catholic traditional position is not being represented by the new equity policy. So how can you keep, speak of a consensus? Oh, well, I would be quite in favor of having uh, Catholic thinkers and, and Muslim thinkers and atheist thinkers and secularist thinkers involved in producing what would end up being a consistent equity policy. But once that policy is produced, it has to be implemented sounds like uh, it, in it sounds a consistent like a Right. He's going to create a camel out of what should be a horse. Uh, when you get various perspectives which are at odds with one another, you're not going to get anything particularly foundational or helpful to the, the flourishing of human society. It really sounds like a, a recipe for disaster to but me. Your result sounds like a recipe for segregation. You would have each Nonsense. school with the, its the, the hundreds of students being treated differently depending on the wishes well, of the administration yeah, without well, any is, consistency from the government. Right. Well, this is simply not true historically or otherwise. The, the Christian foundations of this country, which are enshrined in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, uh, because the uh, God language is in there. That was added about 25 years ago or so, yes. Well, To the preamble, the one section of the Constitution that has no legal bearing whatsoever in terms of court decisions. Oh, come on. 
Well, it's true. It doesn't. Ask well, any legal uh, scholar. Are, what you're saying then, it uh, is only a recent development when Trudeau introduced it. The charter. <laughs> when, Trudeau, when Trudeau introduced it, he actually was quoted in the, in the Globe and Mail that week saying, I don't know why so long after the Middle Ages we need to invoke God in a secular document. He, was, he did it because he was pressured by... Well, we're talking about the protections. Groups. We're talking oh, about the protect- consensus. Yeah. We're talking about no, the nomina- by a minority evangelical, very minority. loud group of people. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Whatever. All right, but we're talking about denominational rights enshrined in the BNA Act that then uh, were subsumed and uh, included into uh, precisely the yes, uh, the charter. Quebec and has uh, found a way to get out of those so-called constitutional rights. Well, okay, but I didn't want to stray too far afield here. Uh, but we're talking about the Ontario Human Rights Commission that has uh, insinuated itself or been invited uh, by the Ontario Ministry of Education to develop an equity strategy. And, uh, you know, you said something interesting, Scott, that uh, they haven't even defined what a person is. I guess you're referencing that uh, there are no protections for, say, the unborn. And so if that's the case, uh, these folks may have an agenda already or have tipped their hand as to where they lean politically or ideologically. Well, they think that they can redefine marriage by fiat according to who, who knows what. Uh, they they think that the uh, the, they can define life at both ends, what, uh, the pre-born, the young, the sick, the elderly, the handicapped. We can call it euthanasia, what we will. Uh, all areas of life are currently undergoing a revision at the hands of these so-called human rights commissions. And I, for one, and I don't think you need to be a conservative, uh, am greatly alarmed by this. I think it is a, a whole-scale revision of what hu- a human being is, and we are seeing the uh, ugly side of this more and more. Yeah, I think that there are big issues about the Human Rights Commission, and I don't want to suggest otherwise. But if we're talking about the education system, maybe we can leave debates about, uh, you know, on, on the status of the unborn or, or gay marriage outside of those. I mean, we're talking well, about so, children being picked on and bullied and sometimes attacked because they're they're gay and lesbians. Right. Why well, shouldn't there unaccept- be a policy in place? Well, there is a or- policy. It's called uh, Well, part of the policy was to allow gay and lesbian student groups, and the Catholic publicly funded school board well, has Well, this is activism. Them. This is inviting activism into the school. That's exactly what it is. No, it's not. It's saying if students want to create a gay, in this case it's called a gay-straight alliance, it could be called other things, then that should be allowed. And even though technically the ban has been rescinded by Catholic schools that originally didn't want to have gay-straight alliances, they they still won't allow groups to use the word gay. These young students know exactly what sort of groups that they want. I mean, we're talking about primary schools here. Since when do kids of that age have a concept of what sort of group they want uh, and and bring it into uh, Oh, that's ridiculous. If they want to create an astronomy club in high school, you wouldn't have a problem with that. But if they want to create a, a gay straight alliance, now all of a sudden they're we're not talking primary school to, here, Justin. I think we're talking about all levels of education. Actually. Well, all right. What we're talking about is the Ontario Human Rights Commission. Uh, they were invited to, uh, I guess, develop an equity strategy for the Ontario Ministry of Education, this conference that just concluded here in Toronto late last week. And uh, there are some who are suggesting they're agenda driven. And therefore, uh, what are they doing in forming the educational system and the various curricula, uh, and some parents will feel that uh, if they're homeschooling or send their kids to private school, they're going to be next. It's going to go from the public realm into the private and even into the home. Is that a legitimate consideration or concern? Let's open the lines and see if you believe the Ontario Human Rights Commission has a role to play in this. Some say not. Keep them the hell away. Uh, they're toxic. Others say, of course, they do. And uh, what do you say? 870-6400, star 640 on cell. Scott Mass, an associate pastor at the Westminster Chapel here in Toronto, is one of our uh, culture warriors this morning, along with Justin Trottier, executive director of the Center for Inquiry in Ontario. The Oakley Show continues with your thoughts, 870-6400, star 640 on cell. 
All right, we're back into it. It's the Culture War at this time, Tuesdays, where we've got in the studio today Scott Mass, an associate pastor at the Westminster Chapel in Toronto, and Justin Trottier, exec director of the Centre for Inquiry here in Ontario. And the first order of business is the um, Ontario Human Rights Commission, developing uh, an equity strategy for the Ontario Ministry of Education. Again, some parents are flagging this and concerned that this would uh, lead to perhaps uh, an agenda as far as the curriculum is concerned because the Ontario Human Rights Commission is not everyone's cup of tea and some people feel that they are uh, activists and agenda-driven. So do we want them uh, developing equity strategy or uh, would you be more comfortable if they just kept their distance? Let's get Ebo in here in North York. First caller, good morning, Ebo. You're on the Oakley Show. Good morning. Uh, no, the uh, the Human Rights Commission does not belong uh, to you know for equity or, or mandating policy on, on what should be done in schools. And another point I wanted to bring up, as far as taxation goes, that's not completely accurate. When you enroll your child in school, you're asked to either support the separate school board system or the public school board system. It's not all Canadians uh, supporting the uh, uh, separate school board. The ones that choose to support the separate school board are supporting the separate school board. So let's get that fact straight. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, Justin. we don't have that fact straight, apparently, because, in fact, when you check that, all you're doing is indicating who you, whether you will vote for a secular public school trustee or a Catholic public school trustee. It has absolutely nothing to do with where your money goes. As I said, the funding formula is clear. All the money goes into one pot, and then it's partitioned out depending on what each student needs and what each school needs. Every school is a little bit different. Some schools have special programs. They need more money for the students they're in, special needs programs, special music and science programs, who knows? The, the tick mark has absolutely nothing to do anymore. It may have once, but it doesn't right now in terms of where your money I guess goes. the argument, though, and I don't want to dwell on this because we're going to stray here, but uh, because it takes public money, the Catholic board, you're saying that disqualifies them from being doctrinal in their curriculum. Yes, I'm saying That's if they absurd. want to go the route of Muslim, <laughs> Jewish, absurd. and other schools that are currently privately funded 100%, then they can make their own what I would consider human rights violations and discriminatory policies in terms of hiring and admission of pupils. But if they want to be 100% taxpayer funded, they should be bound 100% by public taxpayer uh, consensus-driven uh, policies. Again, I, this begs the question of what you mean by consensus, but maybe we want to move on from this because clearly it's not a consensus because the Catholics don't consent to this view of what is equitable human rights policy so and the, their tax dollars are going to support their schools it goes into one pot but they get money out of the pot that they put into consensus building implies that in the public space everybody has a say that would obviously include catholics but it does imply that once that say is had and a kind of consensus is built out of that then that policy should be implemented equally as i said earlier so that but every Justin, student is treated the same why would you then call it a catholic school it's uh, i mean right. a misnomer it's no longer catholic in Precisely. its application of That's its right. teaching it should, yeah, there should not be such such a thing as a Catholic public school. Uh, well, well a, a Catholic private school is what sure. uh, you're okay with that? Yes, I think Catholic school should be the same as every other faith school. Uh-huh. I don't understand why. All right. And you've got a problem with the foundation of Canada. So, Well, anyway. it would have to... Uh, it was you, a compromise that was made for a variety of historical reasons. So you would obviously support... No longer make any sense, Scott. If uh, Dalton McGuinney, for example, uh, were to invoke the notwithstanding clause and uh, opted out of this uh, particular... Uh, model for education with mm-hmm. the Catholics. Well, he never would, but other politicians with more guts might, and I would support that. <laughs> All right, let me get uh, Mike and Oakville in here. Mike, go ahead. You're on the Oakley Show. Morning, John. Uh, this human rights commissions uh, have to be, for them to be asked to be a consultative role in the government is just another example of how McGinty's lost it. He's, uh, I, I just don't understand how people can let this happen. There's going to be some semblance of of objectivity of this thing that's ridiculous. They have an agenda. 
They're very uh, liberal and, and very careless with money. I'd hate to think what it is costing our economy to administer hmm. these tribunals. The way right, apart from the cost, though, what do you see as most problematic? Give me one example where you think the Human Rights Commission would insinuate itself into the education ministry or the educational process where it might be a problem for you as a parent. Well, I, I, I'm not an expert in it. I, I'd be hard-pressed as a parent, and I have kids in the Catholic system. We're far from, from devout Catholics, but we choose to go to a Catholic school that's near our home. And I, there's, there's a lot of duplicity in this. But for the Human Rights Commission, the way I've seen it operating in this province, to be asked to, to perform a consultative role is ludicrous. It's just there's got to be another way for this Ministry of Education to get it right and why they keep sort of farming it out to other people instead of just oh, we should be holding their feet to the fire to get the doctrine right, to make it fair, to make it contemporary, to get it right and move on. It's just ridiculous how these things... All right, but it shouldn't be done with the Human Rights Commission. I get it, uh, spearheading the initiative. Well, Phil Lees, uh, he's joined us. He's the leader of the Family Coalition Party of Ontario. And, Phil, I'll ask you, first of all, welcome to the Oakley Show. Thank you very much, John. Now, I uh, asked the last caller uh, what specifically might he take umbrage with where the Human Rights Commission would be insinuating itself into the process. Well, uh, you obviously have some concrete examples where you think they've overstepped their mandate. Uh, can you give us those examples? Well, uh, well, John, I, I don't want to talk specifically about where, uh, where the Human Rights Commission has uh, talk, overstepped their bounds as far as uh, other areas. But in this area, basically, my concern is this. What, what is happening? The equity inclusive education strategy, its intent is supposed to address the needs of all, mm-hmm. not just the needs of a few. And uh, unfortunately, the Human Rights Commission, um, their kind of a approach to society and what's right or wrong uh, seems to actually be creating um, uh, what you can almost call it a new religion, right? Mm-hmm. You have to believe this. Or else, all right. For example, if you don't subscribe to gay marriage, but the human rights uh, code says uh, you know gays are protected under the law, and uh, gay marriage is a fact, and uh, you don't want it taught in the school as a reality or a fact, uh, you come in conflict. Is this part of the problem? For example, that's that's a problem. And but from our perspective, we understand the fact that we live in a multicultural, multi-faith society where there is going to be information that comes in the classroom that may be in conflict. Our parents are, are not saying, you know, <clears throat> we don't want you to teach this. We would, you know, we would prefer it to not be taught. But our parents are saying uh, what we'd like to do is find out when information is coming into the classroom that contradicts our values so that we could choose to either have our children opt out or send our children and then talk to them about what they've learned to help them understand. Are you saying now you can't opt out? Actually, we have school boards now that are telling, and principals, that when they go in and ask, you know, that, that, that share who they are, share their faith, and ask if they can opt out, they're being told, no, they don't have the right. Hmm. John, the All right, Justin? In the province of Alberta, they've actually introduced what's called a parental rights bill, which gives parents the rights to opt out, primarily on religious grounds, but perhaps not for any aspect of the curriculum that covers religion or secular, sexual excuse me, orientation, and it's actually the human rights uh, Council of Alberta, which is enforcing this particular right. So here you, there you have this, this oddity annu- on the other side. It's been roundly denounced in Ontario, that, that position by the Alberta board, interestingly. So so it's been roundly denounced here in Ontario. It has. 
Well, it doesn't make any sense. I would agree. I think children, all children, deserve the same quality of education and shouldn't be uh, kept away from certain controversies. Well, okay, but uh, if you have a parent who uh, deems it otherwise and wants to exercise his or her rights as a parent, you're saying they shouldn't, as a matter of conscience, be allowed to opt their child out of a, a certain part of the curriculum. I'm saying there are certain standards that I think all children... There's such a thing as a child's right, too. I think a child has a right to a full and complete education. I don't believe a parent has a right to... Justin? Is it you? Is it the state? Or is it the family who who have the children? Who decides that? You think that it's society that decides that or the government that decides that. We've got enough of statism, and we can see the Human Rights Commission is a representation of that. If we're going to talk about education, we want to talk about what is good, what is true, what is moral, and what is just. Does society decide those things, or are there such things that exist in and of themselves? If you think it's a social construct, then it's a political thing, it's a social thing, and you can make, this is a wax nose, that you can make it into any shape well, morale, you want it to I, I be, think you're, you're kind of, you're bringing is. two different things together. I would never say that morality is a social construct, but on the other hand, I do think that Goodness the government does have are? some role to play in fostering... Uh, good, good citizens, uh, good, good morals uh, for for the average citizen. No, the government should stay out of that. All right, well, guys, I wish we had more time. I think we've uh, scratched the surface on that, but uh, for bringing it to our attention, uh, we appreciate it. Phil Lee's leader of the Family Coalition Party of Ontario, where the Human Rights Commission has uh, worked in collusion with the Ontario Ministry of Education. Uh, now, parents know. Appreciate your time very much this morning, Phil. Thank you very much, John. Okay. I appreciate your efforts on this, uh, on this, and trying to represent, you know, traditional principled families again who want to be part of uh, the society, but also want their positions respected. I got it. Uh, Scott Mass, an associate pastor at the Westminster Chapel here in Toronto, and Justin Trottier, exec director of the Center for Inquiry in Ontario. Great debate, guys. Thanks for having it. Wish we had more Thank time. You. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share it with friends, but do not charge for or alter the material in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. Thank you.